Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Lots of things going on in the news this morning. One of the big stories, FTX. We really haven't discussed FTX on this program, but we'll go into it today with the latest developments, two big developments, an arrest, and also hearings that are expected to get underway very, very soon. I want to begin believe it or not, with some good news. Because there is good news. One of the things I want to make very clear, I'm a person who deals in reality and facts and truth. This is not a propaganda program for anybody or anything. And I want to be very, very clear about that. And part of the reason I'm saying that, and I hope most of you are with me on this, I really do hope that our economy rebounds and the issues that we've faced with high gasoline prices, the inflation, the other issues, I really hope and pray these things get under control. And it's really for the sake of all of us. There are things that are much more important than politics. I think we would all agree it's kind of silly for somebody that, well, I hope things continue to go bad so it'll make Biden look bad and give us better political prospects in 2024. No, 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 no. It's not how I think. And I hope most of you would reject that kind of thinking as well. The good news is consumer price index rose only 0.1% from the previous month. Increased 7.1% from a year ago, compared with respective estimates of 0.3 and 7.3. Core CPI rose 0.2% on the month, 6% on an annual basis. The stock market's quite thrilled by this news. Investors are getting indications that runaway inflation is actually ebbing. Inflation-adjusted average hourly earnings for workers up 0.5% for the month. Still down 1.9% from a year ago. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to go dancing on any tables over this news. But it's an encouraging sign. I, I hope this is a sign that things are turning around. It's certainly not due to wonderfully great governance or leadership out of Washington, D.C. Of course, the Federal Reserve will take credit for this in their efforts to try to bring the economy under control. That is the heart and purpose of what they have communicated in the past few months. So prices rose less than expected in November. The latest sign the runaway inflation has been gripping the economy is beginning to loosen up. 
The Consumer Price Index, which measures a wide basket of goods and services, rose just 0.1% for the previous month, 7.1% from a year ago. And as I mentioned, this had been expected to be higher. Now, the Federal Reserve's 2% target for a healthy inflation level, this is what they're looking for. That's their target. So when we get there, that's another conversation. But the hope is that we could be on the way in that direction. Let's jump right into the morass that is FTX. By now, you have heard about the arrest of the founder, Sam Bankman Freed. I mean, this is just, this is the kind of thing that makes up a movie storyline. The guy was arrested in the Bahamas yesterday. I mean, think about it. I think it's pretty clear. All of these folks, they've they've got some real legal problems. And I guess maybe the reasoning behind this, you may as well have a good time before the feds come and arrest you. Bahamas. Arrested there hours before he was scheduled to testify in front of the House Financial Services Committee. That committee is meeting this morning. Bankman Freed arrested after U.S. authorities filed criminal charges against him. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams saying earlier this evening, Bahamian authorities arrested Samuel Bankman Freed at the request of the U.S. government based on a sealed indictment filed by the SDNY. We expect to move to unseal the indictment in the morning. We'll have more to say at that time. However, some politicians quickly pointed out Bankman Freed's arrests came just hours before his highly anticipated testimony before Congress. New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin tweeted, Sam Bankman-Fried was scheduled to testify in front of the House Financial Services Committee. House GOP was ready to grill him six ways to Sunday. Now SBF was just arrested. Why not allow him to first testify and answer our many questions? (laughs) Bankman Freed's scheduled appearance before the House Financial Services Committee today what was supposed to happen after the disgrace financier previously dodged Chairwoman Maxine Waters request for him to testify before the committee Bankman Freed told Waters And the committee last week, he's not sure if he would be finished learning and reviewing what happened with FTX before the committee wanted him to testify today. I mean, this this is kind of comical. Okay, I'm not sure I'll have all the information together to testify, but I'm going to the Bahamas. (laughs) This this guy is really a piece of work, isn't he? In the Bahamas. I'm sh- oh, I'm sorry. He was probably in the Bahamas preparing the documents, the information he needed. <laughs> I mean, this is... It's laughable, isn't it? 
if it were not so sad. On Monday, during a Twitter Space interview just hours before his arrest, Bankman-Fried confirmed he would appear remotely before the House Financial Services Committee rather than in person because he's quite overbooked. I remind you, in the Bahamas. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, he added, I don't think I will be arrested. He said this during the Twitter space. Adding he's open and willing to possibly appear before the Senate Banking Committee tomorrow. Senator Sherrod Brown and Pat Toomey. The chairman and ranking member of the Senate Banking Committee criticized Bankman Freed over his reluctance to confirm an appearance before their committee. And they put out a joint statement. We're going to talk more about this and the testimony that is expected today on this very sordid story as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Now, I have a lot of people who have been following this whole FTX disaster, texting in and saying, oh, uh, the headquarters of this whole operation is in the Bahamas. You know what's interesting that I also found here? Last year, an FTX executive walked into a bank office put $4.5 million of the company's money behind an ambitious plan to buy an Oceanside parcel of land and turn it into the crypto giant's new headquarters. <laughs> Doesn't this sound like great financial management? I mean, this tells you a whole lot about who they are. I mean, if you are thinking of frugality... You're thinking of, especially if you're talking about investments, investments of other people's money. You're thinking about, you know, how can I manage costs? How can I keep things under control in a way that's going to engender confidence? You buy oceanfront property. <laughs> this, this story... And I'm sure we're going to find out a whole lot of details here that are going to get really interesting along the way. Before the break, I was telling you about Capitol Hill and how they're responding to what is happening. I mentioned Sherrod Brown and Pat Toomey and their desire to have... Mr. Bankman-Fried testify. They put out a joint statement saying virtually every CEO, financial regulator, and administration official for Republicans and Democrats has agreed to testify in front of both the House and the Senate when called upon. It's how congressional oversight works. We've offered Sam Bankman-Fried two different dates for providing testimony before the Senate Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee, and we're willing to accommodate virtual testimony. He's declined in an unprecedented abdication of accountability. Given that Bankman Freed's counsel has stated they're unwilling to accept service of a subpoena, we'll continue to work to have him appear before the committee. He owes the American people an explanation. Now, 
This is a lead-in to what's happening next. Bankman-Fried's replacement. The new CEO, John Ray III, is still slated to testify before Congress today. In Ray's prepared remarks, he released those ahead of his testimony. He said the FTX collapse appears to stem from the absolute concentration of control in the hands of a very small group of grossly inexperienced and unsophisticated individuals who failed to implement virtually any of the systems or controls that are necessary for a company that is entrusted with other people's money or assets. You think? That's kind of an understatement, wouldn't you think? So his testimony coming today. The United States Securities and Exchange Commission is investigating other accounts of securities law violations conducted by other persons linked to FTX. Now, as for Ray, I told you he's supposed to testify today. The company, FTX, you got to remember all these letters. There's FTX and there's Sam Bankman-Fried, who is SBF. He is now charged with money laundering, wire and securities fraud. Now he remains in the custody of the Bahamian police, awaiting his extradition to the United States. Now, Ray, his job, he is supposed to lead FTX through the bankruptcy process. Now, the hearing for this was supposed to start at 10 o'clock. It may have already started. I don't know. Uh, Just an aside, and if you listen to this program with regularity, you know that I have made comments plenty of times about these hearings. I am not a big fan of of hearings because most of the time what ends up happening is nothing there's a whole lot of bloviating from politicians and they really don't care about us this is about putting on a show and getting attention <laughs> over on the text line this person says cryptocurrency backed by the full faith and credit of nothing Ooh, Vince, the arrest of that FTX soy boy is good news on the financial front where we started today Vince I was out Christmas shopping with my wife this past weekend you couldn't tell there's a recession people were everywhere buying and spending another person adding the stock market is another rigged game Vince I hate to be the bearer of bad news regarding your comments about getting the bad results of all the policies the last two years under control is the problem is that it's under control of the people running things. Well, of course it is. This is a pretty uh, scary text, but based on some of the things we've seen before, I don't think it's going to happen now. This person saying the kid's going to commit suicide in quotes before he testifies. Oh, goodness. I am not going to read what one person sent in for SBF. It is not fit for radio. It's bad. 
person saying it's been reported. Sam, I am purchased 15 luxury homes in the Bahamas. Very nice. Very nice. Vince, I wonder why they don't just bail out FTX and allow the fraud to continue. Oh, that's right. FTX isn't one of the big banks. Another person saying, I hear that Las Vegas giving odds on whether Sam Bankman-Fried will become suicidal before he can go to trial. And keep in mind, he's not under U.S. control yet. I mean, there's another person's, let me be the first to say, SBF didn't kill himself in prison. Wow. Everybody, so many people are thinking the same thing. This is crazy. Vince, Aunt Ma- Maxine should be in jail alongside Bankman Freed, referring to Maxine Waters, also known as Aunt Esther. Sam just shows you the total depravity all human hearts are capable of. He stole billions, all in the name of greed. His greed and the greed of the investors he stole from. The Madoff legacy lives on. Who will be next? Great question, Dean. Only thing Sam Bankman Freed owes the American people is about 300 years in prison. Just a sampling of some of the items here on the text line. A lot of outrage about this, especially since so much of the money from these folks went to Democrats. Which is going to be interesting to hear about that money trail. Much more as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And at this moment, the President Joe Biden is, I assume, crowing about the somewhat positive, or maybe more accurate to describe it as not as negative as it could be, economic news. (laughs) He's going to take every opportunity to jump on anything and everything, because his favorability is still in the toilet, has not changed. Let's listen in on just a few comments of what he has to say here. It's going to create tens of thousands of good-paying jobs in the years ahead. And by the way, a significant number of these jobs are expected to be jobs that pay an average of $125,000 a year. Many don't require a college degree, so things are looking up. So what's next? Because of my plan, we're taking powerful interest to lower powerful action to lower prescription drug costs and health insurance premiums and energy bills. In just a few weeks, starting in January, families will get a little more breathing room. They've been told for some time since we passed the legislation that we're going to be able to lower the price of drugs. Let me give you just one example. No, let's not. All right. I think we've heard enough of this nonsense. The idea here is... Uh, The president's trying to draw attention to some of the accomplishments of his administration. And, you know, what I think is really intriguing. Think of where you are, and and especially if some of you are struggling. By the way, as an aside, I've had so many conversations with people 
who are working more than one job, sometimes two, even three jobs. It's mind-boggling. It would be interesting to see some data on this. How many people are in this place? So the point I'm making here is, in the context of this, and I, you know, prescription drugs, we can have a conversation about another time. Well, I think we've already pretty much communicated at least where I'm coming from on this, I think the federal government, the best thing the government can do on prescription drugs is to get the federal government out, period, period. Because they've created a lot of the conditions that have made the costs go so high. They're the problem. And they're coming along, oh, let us help you. Uh, No, thank you. The point I was making by mentioning so many people working more than one job. All of this bloviating, whether it's Joe Biden or whether it's his press spokesperson. Are they addressing anything that really matters to you? That's going to change your life? That's going to ease your burden? That's the real question. And if they're not... Frankly, shut the hell up. I don't want to hear all of this stuff. Oh, it's going to use this or that. No. The big thing that's necessary is to get the federal government's involvement out of so many things. They created the problem. It starts with overspending. Didn't I see a story? Oh, there it is. About our debt. Passing $31 trillion. the federal deficit widened to a record $249 billion last month. Spending rose in November from a year earlier as tax receipts dropped. This is what matters, folks. You want to talk about inflation? This is something that is... Attributable directly to the actions out of Washington, D.C. And again, I ask the question, what are you doing to ease our burden? Because what you need to do is to get out of the way. Stop trying to manage things. Because this was never intended to be a government out of Washington managed economy. That was never the intent of the founders. Over on the text line, ah, interesting, (laughs) this texture saying Vince SBF, former head of FTX, is very soon going to be SOL. (laughs) People are spinning out of control because they think Joe Biden will forgive their debt like he did student loans. Yeah. How is it we can see how terrible the financial management and fiduciary corruption of FTX resources, but the people charging him are exponentially worse at their fiduciary capacity managing the nation's economy? Boy, this text is right on the money. It's almost like they don't want anyone benefiting from that level of corruption unless, unless (laughs) you go through them. And they get their cut. That is really good. That is excellent.
FTX is accused of fraud because people willingly gave money to buy a coin that does not exist. They fail to make those those people a profit. Government takes our taxes and prints extra money. If FTX is fraudulent, why can't we sue our government for being fraudulent with our tax money? That a couple of great texts here. See, and this is another thing politicians like. They love to find the enemy. <laughs> they love to find the enemy as long as the enemy is somebody else. Look in the freaking mirror. You want to talk about corruption? And, and boy, these texts have really driven home what we need to be thinking about these hearings. There are, again, there are diversions, distractions. Because, as I said about January 6th, the government, the federal prosecutors, will do their job. They're going to do what they need to do with these folks. All the politicians will do is grandstand. That's all they're going to do. And a whole lot of virtue signaling. At the end of the day, nothing. This texture about Biden. Why do you even play snippets if you're going to cut it off short like always? Like that's really meaning something. Well, the idea behind it is to give the man a chance to say something of value, of substance. Vince Shocker, Biden's taking credit for something he had nothing to do with. Always. Vince, so tired of listening to that old geezer. He's so full of crap. Maybe he's ready to go back to the basement and stay in there for good. Cheers from Gigi. The only thing the president's accomplished for me is to make me work twice as much as I did two years ago. See what I'm saying? Why does the government always try to take control? We have a constitution. Why can't they just abide? Well, you answer the question. (laughs) It's about control, isn't it? This texture says, just stop paying our federal taxes and bring D.C. to its knees. <laughs> Try that one. Uh, yeah. That's not a bandwagon I'm going to jump on. Not in the least bit. Still to come in the broadcast, we're going to talk about some very weird things going on. An energy department official who is now out of a job. We'll tell you why coming up. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. This text is saying there's a massive underground war going on in the crypto world. SBF was exposed by rivals. Who will fall next? Hmm. SBF will suicide before he ever touches U.S. soil, just like Epstein. The FDX clients list does not want to be exposed. Ask yourself why. Thank you for turning Biden down, turning him off. I was fixing to turn my volume down. Well, thanks for letting me know. Full disclosure. Before I go into this story, and I think I've mentioned before, I've got a good I've got a good friend who's actually a declared non-binary person. You know, and it's really interesting when I think of my friend and compare him to Let me just say it. The freak. I don't mind saying that. Who has now been fired by the energy department. 
Let me just repeat what I've said plenty of times before. I love everybody. I accept everybody, engage everybody. It doesn't mean everybody's got to be my best friend. I will pretty much relate to anyone who wants to relate with me. That's how I engage people. I don't just push people aside and discriminate based on whatever list. At the same time, I'm very clear about one thing. We are watching a proliferation of incredible confusion and mental illness in the areas of sexual and gender identity. It's getting very, very messy. The thing I respect about my friend, if you were to run into him, you wouldn't have any idea what he thinks and how he views himself. He's not out there telling anybody and everybody, hey, I'm non-binary, you better get my pronouns correct. Very much a private person, minds his own business, works very hard, and I respect the hell out of him. And I've said before, what I don't respect is if you're going to get in my face and start making demands on me about what I call you and how I call you. That's out of control. And the other thing I've said, stay away from my children. It's really that simple. So now we've learned the Energy Department has ended its employment of Sam Brenton. He's a Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition within the DOE's nuclear office. Mr. Brinson was accused of stealing luggage at U.S. airports on two separate occasions. He was appointed back in February. By the way, as an aside, I don't have any reason to doubt this guy. It's the kind of hire that was made for political considerations to show how accepting Joe Biden and company are of this and that. So we've got to get some of everybody. And tragically, a good part of the time, these group identity characteristics are much more important than character and qualifications. It trumps all of those things. So if you're female, you're gay, you're transgender, move to the front of the line, whether you're qualified or not. This is what we're watching now in the Biden administration. We see this in the press office every single solitary day. We've already talked about that. Perhaps we'll hear from her a little bit later on if time permits. Brenton was appointed in February, becoming the first gender-fluid person to hold a federal leadership role. This is what the Biden administration lives for. You know, where can we be trendsetters? The department declined to comment further on personnel matters, citing legal reasons. Brenton allegedly swiped a woman's rolling suitcase at a Minnesota airport in September. 
according to a criminal complaint. Authorities issued an arrest warrant against Brenton last week for allegedly taking someone's luggage from the Las Vegas Harry Reid International Airport in July. What is the deal with this? Why is he taking people's luggage? Remember what I said to you about mental illness? This is just another manifestation of mental illness. And all of this exhibitionism and extra stuff, this, it's out of control, folks. Brenton faces a felony charge for the alleged Minneapolis theft, according to the complaint, and could face a maximum of five years in prison and a $10,000 fine in that case. A DOE spokesperson claimed he was on leave from his job at the time after those charges were filed. Authorities charged Brenton with grand larceny over his alleged action in Las Vegas. Brenton uses they-them pronouns while identifying as gender-fluid and is an outspoken LGBTQ activist. The former nuclear official also a part of a drag queen society known as Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Just freaking lovely. Stay with us. A very, very powerful Transformation Tuesday is next. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice of reason, an oasis of civility and humanity. I'm on a journey, the pursuit of truth, not just facts to fill the head, but also life-changing power to change hearts and transform minds. A journey of relationship, to connect to people of goodwill everywhere, to build upon civil society, to transcend tribal divisions with timeless values and love. A growing coalition of choice, not coercion. Are you with me? This is the Vince Copley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcast over on the text line. Vince, relate to people of all creeds, races, sexual orientations, etc. But sometimes you just got to call it like you see it. A former DEO, DOE employee is a freak. Love you, man. Pretty much what I said. Vince, real question. What does your non-binary friend think of you thinking he has a mental illness? I didn't say that of him. You know, I think it's all in your approach. That's what I think the one of the key factors is in determining whether there's something wrong. I think there's something wrong with all the exhibitionalism and the chronic desire to make other people conform and comply to your weirdness. That's mental illness. You want to do something? You know, it, it's a free country. I get it. Also on the text line. By the way, I'm going to bring this up. I promise. I will bring this up with my friend today. I'm going to tell him what I've said. I'll be very curious to see how he reacts. I, I need to tell him the story of this DOE employee. Sam lived off other people's money till now. And we go to jail and still live off our money. Better to be sentenced to a hard labor chain gang. So we can find out what it's actually like to contribute to humanity. Oh boy. (laughs) A person texted in, all luggage matters. (laughs) 
Oh, I love this one, though, from Jeff. Vince, I guess this is what happens when political virtue signaling goes wrong. I shudder to think who the next weirdo might be. Might be somebody who identifies as a dog. It'll be somebody who we'd have a bone to pick with. Time to flee the country. Jeff, you are officially cut off. <laughs> you are officially cut off. My goodness. Sounds like something I would write. It really does. On to Transformation Tuesday. I want to get to a, a couple of items here that really cover some important subjects. By the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110, the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. First, the Steve Crosby post. I love this one. And Steve had his name in this. I'm going to put my name in this, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. And my hope is you will put your name in this. I gave this the title Problem and Cure. Problem and Cure. I want you to listen closely to this. Vince Coakley in Adam is part of the world's pain. Vince Coakley in Adam is part of the problem. It's not the other guy. Vince Coakley in Christ is part of the world's joy. Vince Coakley in Christ is part of creation's cure. And so are you. And a quick prayer along these lines. Dear Father, by the gift of the indwelling spirit, help us live each day in the latter for the sake of the name of of the beloved Son of God. That's my prayer. To be part of the world's joy. To be part of creation's cure. That's my hope and prayer. As I engage people. That they are touching. Literally touching heaven. Not because there's anything special about me. But because there's something special about him. The starting place is to recognize. The pain and the problem that I can be in Adam. But then, the joy and the cure that I can be in Christ. Isn't this a great post from Dr. Steve Crosby? I next want to go to something kind of obscure. This one is bizarre. It really is. I don't know how many of you might be familiar with Derek Jackson. He apparently is a relationship counselor who does some sort of podcast on relationships. Okay? But he's run into a little difficulty because he's got relationship problems of his own. Media personality Tasha Kay posted video stills of the philanderer chilling with a mystery woman in Miami. Soon after this, Jackson announced his divorce. He's considered a relationship coach, Derek Jackson. Caught once again stepping on in his long-suffering wife, Denia Jackson. 
and it looks like it's a wrap between them. Now, you may be wondering, why am I talking about this? This is yet another media celebrity with a scandal. Well, the lead-in is to get to something really bizarre that a lot of people believe in. See, a lot of people, you know, and, and the word Steve Crosby uses to describe this is charismatic. There are people who think they can project curses onto people and that they can use some sort of supernatural powers to stop their enemies. One of the reasons I'm even going into this, because this is this is kind of accepted in some circles of so-called evangelicalism. So I want you to listen to it for yourself. This is Denia Jackson hearing all the swirling rumors about her husband and what a dog he was, or maybe still is, I don't know, and all the things that have been said about him and their marriage. Listen up. Every person speaking against the names Denea Jackson and Derek Jackson in mockery, accusations, slanders, and lies, may the mercies of God be withdrawn from you. May your husbands and wives become widows. Let your children become fatherless. Let your seed become vagabonds on the earth. Let the words of your mouth and your words of your hands be returned back to you. Let it go down your throat and choke you slowly until your days become few on the earth. The word of God says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. You've been warned. And if you want to know where that is at in the Bible, go to Psalm 109. Go to Psalm 35, go to Psalm 140, go to Psalm 141 and keep our names out of your mouth in the name of Jesus. Have a blessed day. (laughs) So, I mean, listen to this. This woman is basically calling down curses upon people and finishes it with, in the name of Jesus, have a blessed day. (laughs) Folks, this would just be laughable if we're not so serious. This is how some people live their lives. And again, I can't speak to their problems. My heart goes out to them, especially her, it seems like. But this madness, oh my goodness. It's trash, folks. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. What did you think of that audio from the wife basically calling down curses on people saying bad things about her husband and their marriage? This texter saying the devil can quote the Bible does it very well, too. Vince, curses are polar opposite to prayers, you think? <laughs> So this woman's husband was anointed to touch someone. (laughs) No, you didn't go there. You didn't go there. So this woman's husband was anointed to (laughs) touch someone who who wasn't his wife. But we're not supposed to touch his reputation. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That one I have got. I've got to send that one to Steve. He will just absolutely roll when he reads this. Oh, my gosh. By the way, because I think this is important to to, to comment on. First off, and, you know, I'm not 
I'm not starting a theological discussion. I'm not. But I'm very concerned when I see people bringing stuff like this, crap like this, out of the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, and trying to mix it in under the New Covenant. This is all totally irrelevant. All of this touch not mine anointed stuff. It's crap. Because usually what it means, most of the people I've heard who've used this verse are scoundrels. And what they do is they say, I'm God's anointed prophet, priest, pastor, whatever. And if you say anything that disagrees with me, then you're coming after God's anointed. How many of you have heard that? I'm telling you, if you have a preacher who's saying that kind of stuff, run for your life. Don't walk. Run. This is dangerous cultic stuff is what it is. Touch not my anointed. Give me a freaking break. And what it usually means is, do not criticize me. Do not correct me. Do not do anything but comply and fall into line with what I say. That's how this works. I've been in these churches. And I'm telling you, this is freaking demonic. That's what it is. I mean, it, it about, I mean, it said, this caused my skin to crawl. When I heard this, this audio, I just thought, and, and, but I'm, I don't want you to understand, I'm not condemning this. I feel bad for her. Because there are other issues going on there. And here, once again, what's she trying to do? She's trying to project something onto other people. Her problem is not what other people think of her and her husband. Her problem was in her bedroom with a man who didn't know how to keep it in his pants. That's a self-control issue. If we were only more concerned about our character than our reputation, that is what's key. Character above reputation. Oh boy. I mean, I'm getting chills just, <laughs> just talking about this. Oh my goodness. This person wants me to play that. I, I, I don't think I can bear it. I don't want to use the time. There are other things I want to get to as well. You can find this, by the way. You can find this and play it to your heart's content. It's, gosh. Uh, so where do we go from here? In the previous hour, I told you about Sam Brenton, the nuclear official who was out of a job. I want to tell you a story that's really completely contrary to that. And I'm, I may share some audio um, very soon on this particular story. So I, it's just, I, I've got to tell you, it just really, it, it's heartbreaking to me. The story, former transgender Navy SEAL to resume living as a man. A former U.S. Navy SEAL famously came out as transgender 10 years ago, has renounced their transition, and will soon resume living as a biological male. 2013, Chris Beck, then known as Kristen Beck, famously came out as transgender after serving in the Navy for 20 years, including SEAL Team 6. 
having been deployed over 13 times, having received over 50 medals and ribbons for service. Speaking with CNN's Anderson Cooper at the time, Beck said he always felt like a woman, he f- a feeling he bottled up for years. It is a constant. But as you suppress and as you bottle it up, it's not that on the surface. So maybe I could put it back a few different layers. You would never notice it. Now, 10 years later, Beck has renounced his word, saying CNN used him for propaganda purposes while calling on Americans to wake up to the transgender radicalism targeting children. Oh, my gosh. This I'm serious, folks. This chills down my spine. My heart breaks, really. He said, everything you see on CNN with my face, do not even believe a word of it. Everything that happened to me for the last 10 years destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. I take full responsibility. I went on CNN and everything else. That's why I'm here right now trying to correct this. You know, I'm wondering, do you think CNN would be interested in interviewing him now? I'm just curious. He says, I got propagandized. I got used badly by a lot of people who had knowledge way beyond me. They knew what they were doing. I didn't. Beck further knocked the targeting of children for transitioning procedures and the ease with which they were subjected to chemical castration. There are thousands of gender clinics going up all over America. As soon as kids go in and say, I'm a tomboy, or this makes me feel uncomfortable, then a psychologist says, oh, you're transgender. Then the next day, you're on hormones. The same hormones they're using for medical castration for pedophiles. Now they're giving this to healthy 13-year-olds. Does this seem right? This is why I'm trying to tell America to wake up. Beck originally transitioned with the help of Veterans Affairs, which gave him his desired hormone treatment almost immediately after a psychologist signed a letter. He's now been off hormones for seven years. Beck said that when he began transitioning, It took just an hour-long meeting at Veterans Affairs to be offered hormones. He adds, this is a billion-dollar industry between psychologists, between surgeries, between hormones, between chemicals, between follow-up treatments. There are thousands of gender clinics popping up all over our country, and each of those gender clinics is going to be pulling in probably over $50 million. Folks, love of money, the root of all kinds of evil. And I don't think anybody doubts this is profoundly evil, profoundly evil. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm still marveling over this story that I shared about Denea Jackson with Derek Jackson <laughs> and the reaction still coming in on the text line to this crazy story. I didn't know if I shared this one. This person saying, just when I think I've seen it all. Now you got folks casting black magic on people in the name of Jesus. <laughs> This is, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's, 
there is really no end to the madness. It's just absolutely bizarre. And and it's not the end. It really isn't. It's, um, again, this comes back to what I shared in the first part of Transformation Tuesday, that it's, you know, again, we first have to look where ourselves because left to ourselves, we will, in Adam, come up with the most idiotic things. I, I think I told you one of my favorite guilty pleasures is watching the show Cheaters. I mean, the depravity. <laughs> I mean, I have to be honest. It's it's the, the what a lot of what cracks me up is the excuses. It just blows my mind. Just all the excuses. You weren't there for me. Oh, I'm just so alone. I had to find somebody. You know, it's just all the things we do to justify our bad behavior. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? What else do we have on the text line? <laughs> Vince... When are you still here? Shania Twain's song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I never thought I would, it would be a prophetic song for today instead of just entertainment. Yes, crazy world we're living in, Jeff. Crazy world. One of the things I want to touch on before we go, and there's so many things I want to get to, we'll have to wait for tomorrow. One of the things that this administration's really good at is distraction and diversion. What did I say earlier in this broadcast? The most important thing they need to be looking to do now is to lift your burden. Lift your burden. Make your life a little bit easier. But they're really not doing that, are they? But what they are doing is continuing to fan the flames after saying it was time to bring people together. Remember him running and talking about how, you know, how divisive Trump was? Biden is equally, if not more, divisive than Trump. He just has a nicer veneer and a way to communicate that divisiveness. Case in point. We have Ms. Jean-Pierre from the White House going on a tirade with a prepared statement about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, I want you to listen to this because, you know, I don't give a rat's rear in about Marjorie Taylor Greene and what she has to say. The woman, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. The woman is a nutcase. Some of you are going to disagree with me. You're going to be upset because I said that. The woman is a nutcase. And the best thing that can be done is ignore her. But no. The Democrat Party loves people like her, so they can use her to blackball all of us and to make all of us look like a bunch of crazy fanatic freaks. Let's listen to what Ms. Corrine Jean-Pierre had to say about Marjorie Taylor Greene. What is in the incoming House uh, Republican majority doing? Uh, one of their leaders, Majority Taylor Greene, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is saying, quote, if Steve Bannon and I organized January 6th, we would have won. Not to mention it would have been armed. This is what is coming from a member of Congress. 
And what's more, she said to, to a group that lashed out against condemning Holocaust denial, uh, they were giving her an award. You have all heard the president warn about awful conspiracy theories and violent rhetoric that used to be undermined, uh, which, which undermined the rule of law in our democracy. It is just antithetical to our values as a country for a member of Congress to wish that the carnage of January 6th had been even worse and to brag that they would have succeeded in an armed insurrection against the United States government. Violent rhetoric like this is also a slap in the face of the Capitol Police, the DC Metropolitan Police, the National Guard, and the families who lost loved ones as a result of the attack on the Capitol. And this is someone who is expected to have their committee positions restored. So we should let that sink in. Again, this is coming from a member of Congress. All leaders have a responsibility to condemn these dangerous, vile remarks and stand for our Constitution and also for the rule of law. I need a barf soundtrack. I really do. This is just pure nonsense to spend all of this time talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. By the way, there's a texture here saying, <laughs> um, you call her a nutcase. You really need to say why. She's only one of very few that speak truth. <laughs> really? <laughs> what is that truth exactly? I'm curious as to what that is. For one thing, whatever she said related to the so-called insurrection was just stupid. And that is exhibit A, for today anyway, of the kind of thing I'm talking about. Why say stupid stuff? This person saying, what is she saying that's so wrong? There's an example right there. Why would you even say something dumb like that? And now, to her, in her defense, I think part of what she's saying here is... She's trying to make the point that if there were, if Steve Bannon and I were putting together a real insurrection, we would have done it right and we would have succeeded. I think that's the point she's making. Do I think that's stupid? Yes. Do I think, you know, it's going to cause me to be alarmed and be afraid that she's going to lead an armed insurrection on the Capitol tomorrow? No. This is just stupid. It's foolish. And it's a great distraction for this administration. Why give them what they're looking for? Stop giving them ammunition. That's all. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.